Hey again, and welcome to episode Alpha 9 Epsilon for Rouge 1. <laughs> uh, this uh, is like take 8 at episode 2. Uh, so whatever, fucking I'll append some number to this. Uh, I am Kevin Yost. With me is Sud Sampath. Hello, it's good to see you again. I do want to say that this is not our fault. And we didn't fuck up the scheduling. It's just that we have tried so hard to get a podcast out. And it turns out it's way more work than we thought. I mean, I thought I'd just get high and hop on a fucking podcast. But that doesn't seem to be the way it's gone so far. Says the only member of our podcast who gets to legally brag about being high. Uh, I guess that's how it works. Um I'm not high right now because I'm high on life because we have our two other hosts with us. Uh, that's not to say we haven't, you know, we, well, we, we mentioned in the previous show, right? That we wanted uh, our buddies uh, on here pretty much every week, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, you want to introduce them? Sure. Uh, with us, we have Matt Gould, the wokest man in Kentucky. Definitely not high. <laughs> and we also have uh, Millie Bobby Ben Rogers, stunt double for Bobby, but uh, also me. noted gamer in Ohio, the only Woo. person who's still there, and also the most advanced That's right. of all only of us. person left in the state. Well, you're the only person in our friend group that I know owns a home, so that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I am a homeowner. That's why you're the most advanced. You have equity. And I'm part robot. And you're part robot. It comes with the home ownership. Yeah. Yeah. You just implant your chip. You are a smart home and also a man. <laughs> That's how they work. They don't tell you that part. Like, yeah, comes you with... can control your AC from anywhere, but we got to implant this chip into your brain. <laughs> comes Remember with a free Alexa-controlled heart. Yeah. You have to buy something every day. Um, so the format of the show hasn't really changed, has it really, Kevin? So It is not. Um, we're going to talk about our weeks, and then it'll be freewheeling because schedules are for suckers. Uh, Kevin, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so since our last multiple attempts to record the show, I have put even more time into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I am now at about 18 and a half hours. I believe I've hit the opening up point, uh, which everybody talks about, uh, which is essentially that you find out about a cult in the game and uh, you open up a spider web-like menu where you are tasked with trying to find out information about each of the cult members and take them down. Uh, and so that's interesting. I don't know what is really going to amount to outside of immediately adding like 40 extra missions to my mission tab. Uh -huh. um, so I have a quick question. Um, yeah. So it, like the last time I recorded this, I had a bunch of questions as to how this fits into the whole Assassin's Creed mythos. And then now that you're talking about a cult makes me think that is, do you think it's going to go into this like, revelation that it's the templar or something or is that kind of parent? uh they have you know one of those kind of weird forerunner artifacts 
uh, that oh, so God. far has essentially just sat in the middle of the room and done nothing. Um, Wait, it, I'm sorry, is that in the past or in the present? In the past. The farther yeah. past, because the game's yeah. already in the past. <laughs> what? I guess, yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, I still have not seen any of present day outside of the opening of the game. Uh, 18 hours in, I've now spent 30 seconds in the modern world and everything else has been in ancient Greece. Um, and again, the, this device sitting in the middle of this room has been the extent of the forerunner stuff so far as well. Okay. Um, and so have you been critical path in the game? I mean, this is all through Google stream, so it's going to go away in like what the next couple months, right? Like yeah. it's going to be gone. Yeah, a month and a half, two months. Yeah, I don't know the exact date. I keep being too lazy to look it up. Uh, but no, I have, <laughs> I have not. Like, it's far enough in the future that I continue to dick around. Uh, I still uh, come back to the main quest series uh, fairly often uh, that I'm not accomplishing nothing. Uh, but mm -hmm. no, I'm still doing a ton of side content. Is it all enjoyable? Or is it just like, trail this guy, kill that dude? Uh, there hasn't been much uh, trail this guy, really. Thank God. Yeah, there. I think there have been two missions where I've had to follow somebody, and like it's been exceptionally short. Uh, the one complaint about that is that like they've lost technology they used to have. Like in the second game, if you had to follow somebody, you would just kind of get relatively close, and you'd auto follow along beside them. That's just gone. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so now you have to keep doing that, like, push forward, stop, push forward, stop. Oh, God. Uh, but Not again, conspicuous at all. Wait, well, no. they removed that? Yeah, because it's not, it's not like following... I mean, like, following somebody who's talking to me. Not, like, stalking oh. someone. I haven't had to stalk oh. someone over any kind of distance at all. Oh, that's good. Uh, most Seems of, like you just stab a lot of sleeping guys. There's a lot of like sleep murder. There's a lot of dog murder. Uh, I had a quest to collect bear scrotums. Uh, it's not animal friendly. <laughs> yeah. Are you more inclined to hit your dog after playing this game? I'd say, I mean, I'm not less inclined. I'd, I'd say same level of conviction to <laughs> abuse animals in real life as before I played the game. Okay. So it's not numbing you. No. Uh, so we should isolate that and just capture conviction to abuse animals. <laughs> and really broadcast that. That sounds the... like how a psychopath would um, describe how he likes animals. <laughs> I have a conviction <laughs> to hit them. <laughs> no, like that his conviction to not abuse them hasn't changed. So it's like completely vague. Like you have no idea. Just you have no idea Kevin's level of conviction. Yeah. Just add in public. Yeah. I'm not not hitting dogs. Yeah. I just, you know. I don't hit dogs more or less often than I already was. Uh, Kevin Michael Vick Yost. Uh Outside of that, in my mind, they're free reign. <laughs> outside of that, I uh, I've been keeping up 
with uh, My Hero Academia. I've made it to uh, the... Keeping up. You're still like a season behind. No, he's not. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the newest season. I'm watching the summer training okay. camp stuff. Cool. Um, and so that's been great. <laughs> uh, Minata is still far and away the worst character. He needs to die. He's so <laughs> creepy. He's gonna pop off. <laughs> Was it worth it, Ben? Was no. That joke I worth regretted it? it ever, I regretted the words immediately. Well, I didn't like, get it. I yeah, you hate need to watch it, Matt. It's really good. So, like, it's like if Master Roshi was worse, but still showed up in every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like, it's but the, it's also involving underage women. Yeah, and the other side of the coin is coin is that like it's corn. other side of corn. <laughs> it's like when Master Roshi like first showed up and had a purpose, because like. Minata is at least occasionally competent enough that he has very small bursts where I'm like, okay, like develop You're this him version a of lot him. Of credit. Well, no, he's not because he's in the like the greatest hero school in the world, right? And so yeah. it's it's always so confusing to me as to Maybe it was a how did you get thing. in? Maybe he's <laughs> like a third generation. I cannot sort of like so. we have to. I cannot imagine how he managed to kill enough robots with his sticky yeah, ball power. Like, exactly. What would you have maybe, done? Maybe he got points for doing other stuff. No, I bet he stuck, like, maybe he stuck their feet to the ground and they just, like, tore their feet off because they're fucking robots. But I assume it's more like a recommendation. Like, look, no, our son's got nothing. We'll pay you extra. They, you want a new swimming pool? a big deal. Make our son part. God damn it. Saying <laughs> they make a huge deal over the fact that only three of them are recommendations to get in. Only yeah. two of them. Or two of them, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Totoro yeah, but then... Momo? Createe. I remember oh. her superhero name. I don't... Re- I. It's so her hard to remember Momo. her real name. It uh, is Momo. Like, call yeah. her Momo. Yeah. But, like, when you really bring it down, there's a couple members of the Class A that... Like how? What did Invisible Girl do? She's no, not super Sugar strong. Rush. Sugar Rush, who well, will but that's obvious. diabetes later in his life. Yeah, but I know how Sugar Rush killed a bunch of robots for the entrance exam. I don't know how a normal fifteen-year-old girl who just happens to be invisible killed robots. Have you ever seen uh, the My Hero Academia tie that is just the Invisible Girl? It's so funny. It's just like <laughs> a not... floating like blush. It's so stupid. And that frog girl just. It, well, no, the frog girl is very explicit, but like the <laughs> invisible girl, she's just like splayed out, and it's just like her gloves and just like a couple of blush lines. <laughs> Shoot, so one sock. Uh, yeah, kind of. You know, it's that kind of creepy. You know, lolly oh, yeah. bullshit. Um, That's what happens when you make that. To make all the characters high schoolers, yeah, but they're sixteen, oh. so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Is it fine though? No, it's okay. not. But that's how they justify it. Uh, there's <laughs> one. There's one that is so great. There's like a whole series of these. There's one where she's like holding her breasts, but it's just invisible. So it's just like these hands floating. You can assume. And it's just like, oh, look how fucking hot this is. It's just like, <laughs> 
the least titillating thing ever. It's like looking at a blank page, but with floating gloves. Well, maybe a guy's just like <laughs> learning so how to draw, wants to break out no. in the hentai world. It's like, man, I really <laughs> suck at drawing the female form, but I can kill right. it with hands. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> Sounds like a bad episode of, of Golden Boy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, hands, the part that's famously easy to draw for all artists. It's the easiest part of the human body to draw. Uh, maybe he's like an artist for hands. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, he that was... Try to convince him to draw horses, but he just... Okay, I'm him. sorry. I, I, we've really sort of sidetracked on that. So, you were at the summer camp. So, where in the summer camp saga are you? I am at the end, and I... Oh. Okay, I so Yeah. Yeah, and I want to make reference to what comes next, but I can't do it without essentially spoiling it for anyone who's familiar with Naruto. <laughs> well, let's not let's not let's not ruin the the show for care. people who would want to watch it. Well, yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, like, yeah, if you... they've left the summer camp, I've made it that yeah. far. Uh, yeah. And so I'm into so, the next arc, which has resemblance <laughs> to a Naruto arc. Oh, right. Um, yeah, okay. That That's that's a really great way to talk around it. I just want to say, like, the one thing that I love about that whole summer camp scene is that it actually is, like, super homage, like, a ton of homages to, like, American slasher films. And it's a really cool way to introduce the League of Villains because you really don't interact with them outside of uh, Shigaraki and Kurosigai, the, the warp dude. Their little yeah. bar. <laughs> yeah, oh, the bar, which I think is really cool, actually. I love the bar. Yeah, that's um, actually really cool for a hangout. But to see them all work together and like to see, okay, these are the League of Villains. These are the people who are involved. And you actually, you know, I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say, you do get to learn a lot about them uh, as mm-hmm. the show goes on. And I'm really excited to have you... It's so cool having you watch it after I've watched and Ben's watched the whole thing because like it's it's gonna be really fun to talk to you as you're like reaching these like pivotal moments in the show. Yeah. There's, a, there's one episode, Ben, and I don't want you know, but there's like one episode that focuses on one very specific villain and how he became a villain. Oh, that's a really good. It's one. so good. It's so cool. That's a really good and, that's a really good yeah. And and I can't wait for you to watch it, Kevin. I can't wait for you to talk about it. Obviously not on the podcast necessarily, but there's just so much depth that really makes it more and more comic booky. Um did you feel the same way that I did about the summer camp setting and like how it introduced the, the villains and all that? Yeah, and like um you know, a lot of them are very cool. If the fucking gimp guy never shows up again, I won't mind. Uh yeah, he sucks. But I, like, twice was easily my favorite of the little group they had there. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, twice is awesome. And, yeah, and then, like, you know, a lot Dobby. of the other characters were super interesting. Yeah, Dobby was... Uh, Dobby is like an evil eraser head. So edgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's edgy. like a Hot Topic villain, but I kind of like it. Like, he's cool. Todoroki's yeah. half-brother, who knows? <laughs> um, Wild speculation. <laughs> But uh, the the girl with the the crazy girl with the knives was interesting. Yeah, so it's it's cool, and I'm definitely excited to see more of them. Um, so, how do you? Why do you think? So you've been watching this with your girlfriend Kara, and she yeah. has Beyonce. generally fuck off. Come on, you all know. <laughs> um, 
so she had never really had an interest in this kind of stuff before right no i she's watched uh a couple pieces of anime i've introduced her to and like pieces. you know starting easy princess mononoke you know the miyazaki stuff is super easy to get anyone Easing to watch her in. Uh, but that's not really anime those are like films you know yeah and so like, this really is coolie. uh we got about halfway through uh full metal alchemist brotherhood and then got distracted and haven't gone back otherwise this is like the first shonen certainly that she's ever oh, okay. watched outside what would of you just say is like the and it would be the hardest to get her to watch the hardest anime La Blue Girl. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, that's such a, a mainstream... Just stay with it. <laughs> I, I, once, I once tried to... I once tried to explain Dragon Ball Z to Megan and see if she would be interested in watching it. It, like, it was the shortest conversation I think we've ever had. How did you describe it? I, I don't think I want to... I don't know. I don't really know. Like, how can you describe? From space how can you describe? Don't punch people. You don't describe it that way. You describe it as a light show that you watch. So, and happen. I, describe, I think I described it as like a sci-fi <laughs> fantasy. Romeo and Juliet. We used it. We use Dragon Ball Z and describing Dragon Ball Z to Kara as an example of how much she was into me right off the bat. Because our third date was laying in a hammock as I described the plot to every arc of Dragon Ball Z to her. And she just listened to it and then continued to date me. Wow. (laughs) Were you you hot? I was not. I think that's a good idea. Because she was... She was agreeable enough to lead me to believe that she was legitimately interested that I did not well, pick up. How did that even start? <laughs> Why didn't you tell she... yourself to stop? Because <laughs> I like I talking to anyone who will listen to me. Past, I didn't even get past like explaining who Goku was. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid go just stop. <laughs> Don't want to hear yeah, I'm anymore. Pretty, I'm pretty sure the name. Goku. I'm pretty sure the name was just enough. <laughs> uh, what happened when you got to the the Cell Saga? She was just like, oh. And then these robots from the future oh. came back to the past. <laughs> oh no! Kevin's I gave her the like a guy who also thinks strippers are his friend. Yeah. <laughs> I gave her like. The behind the scenes of like, oh, first it was this old man and this clown, and they were like, that's lame. And then it was these kids, and they're like, that's also lame. She just <laughs> plowed through it. She She's like, I wonder what it would be like if TV didn't exist and Kevin was the only provider of information. <laughs> but he's this providing like the like. lowest form. But it's not even that. It's not like he's describing two and a half men. He's describing fucking Dragon Ball Z. Like, Which I would argue is better than two and a half men. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just saying, like, I compared the most popular, most mainstream TV show. Oh, okay. To something enough. that's fairly niche. I mean, it's popular amongst a certain subset Big of people. Big Bang Theory. Uh, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't watch any of that shit, dude. You know, but... but it's just like something that's like always on. That's like the general populace knows. Of. Yeah, I was just, I was just picking like you know whatever's the most broad. But he's not describing that. He's describing <laughs> arcs 
years of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, geez. Yeah, no, it was not like an introductory thing. So she's going to be like, she's going to be flipping through the channel, see Dragon Ball Z, and she's going, oh, I already know. Is Dragon Ball Pretty Z much. even on the air? I mean, Probably? Super. I think Super is running on. Super is not Z. They're, they're kind of different. Yeah. yeah, you got to catch Kara up. You gotta explain <laughs> super now and all the well, I, I now that I think about it, I believe the context for describing the entire history of Dragon Ball Z was so that she could go in to watch Battle of Gods with me with all oh of the necessary my context. God. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my god. Gather <laughs> round, children, let me tell you a tale. Oh man. You should name your kid fucking Goku after that, man. Like, <laughs> my god. Or pants. Who's pants? Probably Just one of the children that will eventually scheme. be born. Yeah. Oh. All right. Whatever. But yeah, so she Not likes Hero Aka and like actively will be like, "Hey, let's watch a couple episodes of that." Like unprovoked. So. <laughs> yeah, like this seems like something that's you guys are sticking. I mean, you're sticking with, but Kara's also sticking with. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, what is it about that one, like Hero Academia, that just works? Because I have friends who never watched anime before, and they're really into it. It's like um, X-Men, but anime. So it's it's got to it cast a wider net. No, but it's so <laughs> tropey. It's, but it but it's more the moment. it's the tropes that it's the tropes that people understand. Oh, superpowers! I get that. No. Oh, you're a half fox with demon blood. No, like, it's the tropes of a Japanese anime. It couldn't be yeah, more. Yeah, I I think it's. It takes, it's what in a lot of ways like Dragon Ball Super should have been in the sense that it's just like, all right, we take these tropes that have been, that like have been around for years and that people love for reasons and then we drop all the dumb bullshit that was unnecessary. Like I talked about this before, they have a tournament arc like really early on where certain episodes will go through like three or four fights in an episode as opposed to a lot of other shonen anime where it's like, no, you're going to sit there. You're going to watch every fight. It's going to take two episodes. And one of those episodes is going to be the entire backstory of one of the characters from birth to this fight. Oh, yeah. Or their yeah, father's that's... story. And, <laughs> and, and so Hiroak really, that's... is like, no, we get it. Like, you want to see the cool fights. You don't care about most of these side characters. We'll build them up. You'll care about them later, and you'll get to see them fight. But that's not what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. That's fair. There really is no filler. It's very well written. So, um, yeah, that's cool. You're liking it very much. Good stuff. And so I figured, uh, you know, in the next week or so, we'll probably get caught up, and then we can just do a spoiler cast and tell people to skip a certain section when we discuss what's out there yeah kick matt off on the on the next episode you know just because i mean i could probably binge it but you good, know man. it's really you, good it's really good i i i no, wouldn't like, recommend it so heartily like i recommend it to people who don't watch anime. i recommend and i never knew it i was I never nagging it you guys to watch it so long ago and then well that's speaks volumes about you ben because it's just like you kept nagging me and i was just like man ben likes it that means it's garbage it's <laughs> <laughs> such terrible taste well uh, i mean yeah. really what happened is that uh i had an airplane 
I had a flight. Sorry, I don't know why. I had an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an airplane. No, I just had a flight, and I was like, "God damn it, Ben! I'm gonna do this." And I downloaded a bunch of episodes, and I was hooked. I mean, it's yeah, just, it is so exactly. good, and it's amazing because, like, I mean, Kevin, we talked about this. Like, really, in the first three episodes, you give it give it forty minutes of your time. Yeah, Dave is the one who introduced it to me. <clears throat> he got his thumb on the on the pulse of uh, the animals. Dave, Dave Straight Thuggery Pearson. <laughs> the <real> same. <laughs> uh, from Ohio, a fighting game ringer and overall madman. Uh, he'll probably <laughs> yes. hop on at some point. Uh, not consistently, but, you know, he's... We'll definitely have him for a... We should definitely have him for, like, a video game discussion for sure. Well, when yeah, Smash he, comes out, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Smash comes out, uh, talk about fucking weebery in general. <laughs> uh, Wave dashing. Weeb dashing as well. Uh, but let's yeah, just so... not talk about wave dashing. How about that? Uh, fair <laughs> enough. But so or that Bayonetta. was my week. Uh, ben, what have you been up to? Uh, well, like like I also said in a earlier podcast, I, I had watched a few episodes of Daredevil Season 3, which I have been enjoying far more than Season 2. So you've not which made I... it through the season, though? No, I'm only a, I'm a few episodes in, and I like I like it so far. It's not dr- like they're being a lot more consistent. Like I hate how two just drags on. Okay, but that's I mean, true of every single season of these Marvel Netflix show. Like, let me know what you think of the season in episode eight. I don't care in episode three. Of course, it's good. Okay, <laughs> like it so far. That is. I also cons- I also liked more episodes of Disenchanted than you. Yeah, that's fair, <laughs> but it's just I, like I thoroughly enjoy that show as well. Mm-hmm. The opening of the Netflix Marvel shows is like where they're like, "All right, this is the story we wanted to tell, and we're still telling it." And then episode four or five, they've told that story, and they're like, "Fuck, we have seven more episodes." That's fair. How many episodes are in uh, this season? Uh, I think they've all been twelve. 12, yeah. Oh, it's another 12? Oh my god. They didn't learn anything? Like, man, that's... that's Hopefully it stays consistently good. Well, again, like, Stranger Things is such a a prime example of why just do eight episodes. Because, like, I remember watching Stranger Things after having watched uh, Daredevil, maybe Jessica Jones, and, like, I get to episode seven, and I'm like, how? How are they going to stretch this out for another five episodes? Oh, they're not. This is the last episode. They're fucking done. <laughs> and then season two of Stranger Things are like nine episodes. Like, nope, one of those episodes was worthless. <laughs> Just do eight. That's fair. Well, Matt, I mean, I like, I like it. I like, I, I, in comparison to like season two, I like so far what I've watched. Like, at this point in season two, I was like, this is getting... I'm not liking this. In the middle of the Punisher arc. But here I'm enjoying this. So, are they setting up Heroes for Hire or not? They canceled those two shows. don't... Not anymore. I think they were, but now they're like, uh, well... So, Dr. Iron Fist isn't a thing? Like, he's not gonna... Dr. Iron Fist? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of the boxer because there's a boxer who's called Doctor Iron. Uh, I mean, I don't Iron think they. Luke Cage. 
I don't yeah. think they've said anything about specifically doing Heroes for Hire, but that might be the direction they're going if they feel like Luke Cage and Iron Fist can't carry, like, shows on their own. I mean, they clearly can't. Yeah. Right? Didn't it get, yeah, didn't it get, well, yeah. like... That's canceled? what I'm saying, is yeah. they've, they've canceled them, and they might go the route of, like, combining them for a new season for something, but uh, I don't think they've officially said anything. And Lord knows I haven't watched the shows to have any idea if they foreshadow that kind of shit. Yeah, I think I think uh, Sherry watched Luke uh, all of Iron Fist. I'll have to ask her opinion on it, but I think yeah, it's generally thought of as one of the worst ones. Yeah, that's yes. the general consensus. I mean, I Luke think Cage Cage is a cool idea. I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. I don't even like. Je- I like the first season of Jessica. Yeah. But I like that not did. because of Jessica Jones. I like it because of David Tennant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like, least... I've heard no one say anything about because like there's there's a lot of discussion about Daredevil season one, some discussion about Jessica Jones season one, a little more hype for season two of Daredevil because of Punisher. And I've heard good things about the Punisher series. Punisher is good. Watch that. Every, I really everything else that. has been extremely lukewarm to negative. Mm. That's yeah, yeah. Punisher was really good. I highly recommend that one. Cool. Plus, I like that actor. I'm never gonna watch it, but cool. Ah, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't have enough hours in the day, dude. That's like, true. I'm just not going to. It's too much. There's too much programming. That's why there's three of us. <laughs> Did you do anything Four else? Uh, watched a bit, like well, like you said, you don't you don't care because I didn't watch all of it, but I also watched some episodes of Disenchanted, which I really liked. Do you think it's intentional that Elfo looks like Bart and one of Lisa's elf toys just completely mashed together? I think <laughs> it's definitely a homage to the, whatever that show that Maggie always watched. Yeah. The, the elf, the little Christmas elves. No, or whatever. but like, Elfo is literally wearing like medieval Bart clothes. He has blue shorts and a red shirt. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And he's like Isn't the there, same height. Uh, there's like a, there's a few homages. There's a fry wig. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean. In one of the shops. You, so, yeah. You can I mean, watch the show but... multiple times to look for all that stuff. I can't really find it all on my first viewing. The, just, the resemblance is. pointed out. The resemblance is too fucking strong to be entirely accidental. It's yeah. not accidental. I mean, all these shows, like... This it thing... is. Matt has a certain style and can only draw a certain... It is weird that, like, they're normal people. Call it. They're not, like, all yellow or, like, some other weird shade. Like, they're all kind of, like, this pale they're ro- color. They're not robots or aliens. Because, <laughs> yeah, Futurama is filled with just normal colored looking people. <laughs> uh, I like, I like, I like uh, Disenchantment a lot. It's better than, like, the tr- the first trailer they put out, I wasn't really, like, I was like, oh man, that doesn't look very funny. But then once you start watching it, it kind of, the, their humor grows a little bit more on the Netflix platform than through broadcast. Yeah, it gets way better actually. Like once you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh episodes going forward, I you should really try to pick it up again. Yeah, I've it always thought a really it was good show. Progressively uh, getting better every. Episode. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say like, 
like this is giving away anything, but one of the funniest things that hooked me on, it's in the first episode when like, as soon as Elfo leaves and he comes across the gnomes and they're like having the war with the giants. And like that whole sequence is just yeah. so good that it, yeah. I was just, I was sold after that. And like, I'll definitely give the first season a watch. It's 10 half hour episodes. It's not going to take that long, but like, yeah, I you watched... don't have to watch it all at once. You can watch like one a week and kind of make it like it's actually a thing. Yeah, it was just like I watched the first four episodes and I was just not impressed. I didn't. I don't think I had any like out loud laughs. A uh, few jokes were kind of clever, but nothing that blew me away. Not even a sensible chuckle. Not it, that it I recall. Help that like for being the main character, like Abby Johnson her she just kind of like delivers her lines pretty like i've never done voice acting before it's very like flat. yeah and mm. you can tell the other people in the show like um what's Our his actual. name uh who does the he's like bender he's the king john dimaggio yeah john he's like <laughs> john he's killing it. benjamin he's killing it but you know he's been doing it for so long yeah right. and i mean even eric andre is good but his he's a, that's kind of like part of his character is way his voice is. I love like, Eric Andre in the show. It's so good. Matt Groening has definitely earned at least watching a full season, and I'm willing when it inevitably gets to season two to see if like you know they learned lessons and adapted to the characters. Dude. Yeah. Did you well, not yeah. hear this? I like I, it's I, not inevitable. Like they're they're doing up to four seasons. They have that contract. So yeah. it is inevitable. <laughs> By that definition. Yeah, well, you were just Words. saying, like, when it inevitable. But I'm saying, like... Yeah. But so, and it, my point is, when season two comes out, I'll also check it out. Because, you know, lots of shows get comfortable with the characters, learn, you know, how they want characters to make jokes and generally improve as they get comfortable in the new setting and whatnot. Yeah. They could also actually have, like, a decent story to b- brush out through season two everything kind of self-contained right now mm-hmm. sort of like a monster of the week kind of thing what disenchanted in the sense that like the episode uh there's not you know there there isn't a whole lot of connection you can jump around oh you think so i think like a lot of the jokes sort of build on each other like, it's more serialized than, like, The Simpsons ever was. That's true. It's more serialized than Futurama. Yeah, and I, I kind of hope that would build through more in seasons, like, two and three. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah, because they don't really... I mean, they have their they have their heavy plot episodes that sometimes tie back to older episodes, but, yeah, there isn't really, like, a sim- plot. It's not all about Fry getting back to the past yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> i mean i don't think that was ever the plot except for one episode for futurama like, but <laughs> but there isn't like a, there isn't like a central plot in futurama yeah, yeah. there is it, it happens once they start serializing the movies and like you know those became kind of way more um linear yeah like, they, yeah but, but before that it was just like yeah, Fry, something yeah. happens day to day. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Like, I think 
Futurama might have more better seasons than The Simpsons. It's like kind of weird to think about. That is weird to think about. But I mean, I don't know, like, like the ratio though. I mean, there's no Futurama episode that's as good as the best episodes, but like as like consistent seasons. Yeah, for sure. I mean, better. Yeah. Futurama seasons overall than The Simpsons, which is they cut mm-hmm. they they, they they knew when to get out, sort of. <laughs> uh, I mean, they got canceled several times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that counts. That's what the sort of. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Like, I I really like this, and I, I want to look forward to. It. Uh, did you yeah, actually play any video games, Ben? More Red Dead. Got to chapter three. My God, I know it's crazy. How many hours is that? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't even trust my hours since a lot of my gameplay is. I'm gonna head to this main quest. I'm gonna get distracted for the next hour doing yeah, other stuff. Stop you. That's playing the game. Like, yeah. All counts. Like yeah. You're, you're describing playing the game. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a decent amount. I, I would say. I haven't found anywhere in the game that how many hours you've played. No, I don't think there's any in-game talk. I would say probably 20. I don't believe that a Rockstar game doesn't have a huge stats page. Oh, there's looked. a lot of stat pages. I, if someone finds it, let me know. Like, uh, GTA 3 had, like, minute stats for, like, fucking shots fired and steps taken and whatnot. Yeah, all that stuff's there. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a count somewhere in the yeah, game. Yeah, I haven't dived into the compendium, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure it's there somewhere. But I would say about 20 hours. Damn. And I find myself liking it more as I play because I get more used to the controllers. I don't accidentally draw my gun and shoot <laughs> some dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't accident. I you know I'm learning the controls, like. Yeah, fifteen plus hours into the game, but it's it's finally settling in. Uh, how good or evil are you being? I'm kind of in the middle road. Sometimes when when like I'm running by and someone's like, "Help me!" Yeah, but at the same time, I'll be like, "I'm gonna rob this train." That's what they call on both sides, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Enlightened centrism, Ben. Just staying, staying in the middle, doing bad stuff, doing good stuff. I tried to do good stuff the other day. There was some, there was some guys like holding up some police officers, and I did dead eye, and I just shot them all by mistake. And they were like, <laughs> "We were rehearsing a play." <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, "This is a neutral action." Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, it's been it's been a lot better now that I've I understand the game mechanics a lot more. Hmm. Is the story any good? I really like it. I think um, Dutch Vanderlyn is a really interesting character. I'm really interested to see how, cause like he's so different in like sp- I mean like no spoilers for Red Dead. Redemption one, but he's kind of twelve years old, dude. It's fine. <laughs> he's like a, he seems, you know, it seems like there's a there's a lot 
in between Dutch at the end of Red Dead Redemption 1 and Dutch that we see now. Yeah. At least at the beginning of the game. Well, you want to know what happened on that boat? I think he's crazy at the end of 1. Like, he's out of his mind. Yeah, so, like, that's going to be a, probably, a like, a big kind of... Yeah, like the downfall of him. Transition, you know, because, like... We know sort of like the gang is obviously going to be split up by the end of the game because that's how Red Dead Redemption 1 starts. You know, Bill Williamson split off. Uncle and uh, John are at the his homestead, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's all going to be an interesting kind of play out. You know, it's kind of like well, a weird like episode three situation. How it's do gotta we get be, to this point? It's got to be like 12 years I mean, they give us specific dates. I don't remember them, but it's oh, got to be like 12, 15 years. Oh, no, uh, it's exact. It's one-to-one, one, I'm pretty sure, from like the release of the game. Oh, wow. But backwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean. Though, right? It's the exact yeah, same period it. of time. Yeah. 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 I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can happen to a man in 12 years to drive him crazy. Look at all of us. Can't change job. <laughs> we all had her, but you're the only one who married her. <laughs> I don't see any evidence of that. That's one line that I have not quite understand yet. Like, when did everybody run the train on on John's wife? Abig- Abigail seems pretty like obsessed with John in a way. Asking yeah, the right question. I've played so far. I mean. <laughs> prostitute right like that's the implication right they all are aren't they? yeah that is that is the implication <laughs> every like... character in the game <laughs> oh, have you because you've played a fair amount of it so far matt right yeah um i'm probably like around the same area as ben you're in chapter three too i, yeah, I just got into chapter three and i've probably okay, been then... playing it for about yeah. 20 25 hours Okay, yeah, Damn. we're in, like, the same spot. My story progression says I'm at 30%. Mm. Um, you guys are doing a ton of the side missions and extra content? Yeah. Yeah, um, for the most part. I mean, like, I, I usually try to exhaust all that stuff before I, like, hit up the, what I can tell is, like, the main, main mission, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, are those pretty varied? Because like I, I still have yes. not put almost any time into it. The one side mission. Are you I talking got about wasn't, like? Are you talking about like, the actual white, the white side missions? Or are you talking about like random events that happen? Mostly the white side missions, but like also the okay. random events, I guess. Because like the They're only all side varied. You have to uh, keep track of. You have like a little quest log thing that I keep forgetting to look at if you press left on the D pad. Oh, you oh yeah, it sort of tracks yeah. all your side missions. I'm kind of surprised by the amount of that stuff that isn't directly presented to you in the game. Like, it's amazing yeah, I had to use Reddit to find out that you can aim your gun into the air when you're aiming at someone. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of little things that they will... There's a uh, quest that you do in Chapter 3 that tells you how to do the, the gun up in the air. I was like, why are you telling? Why am I? St- why am I still getting like Tutorials. tips and hints? Yeah, it's like twenty-five plus hours in. I don't know. Assassin's Creed does it all the time. Like they're fucking notorious for that shit. Yeah. Metal Gear does it all the time. You 
Yeah, but like, are they doing them for new mechanics that they're introducing that late into the game? Or giving you tutorials for stuff you've had the whole time and they just never bothered to tell you about? It's that, uh, one. It's that, that one. is debatable. Like, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid Five is pretty bad about it. Like, you can do almost everything Snake can do. Right off the bat, yeah. Right off the bat, but like, in terms of the game actually telling you that's mission-based more than anything. So, Metal Gear Solid Five probably. Metal Gear Solid Three, I think. Um, it's a Japanese game. They expect you to know everything already. No, because that's actually a very Western game design. Like, where Japanese games are notorious for dating abilities for you to create a sense of pacing, right? But like a Western game, most of them give you everything off the bat, I think. Like, I think this trend of having more stuff that you do later on in the game and the different control schemes or whatever is a pretty new phenomenon. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta gotta play it more, Kevin. Yeah. Put in more time. Well, and I told myself I was going to do that more this week, but then it's Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to be in town, and I'm not going to have access to my PS4, so get ready for some more Assassin's Creed talk come next week. More scrotums. Sure. <laughs> what what uh, animal scrotum will you be that. collecting next? No, that's, that's really it. Cool. Thanksgiving. Cool. Maticus Finch. Hello doing? there. Would you like to uh, stay a while and listen? You play Diablo? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, uh, he's, he's just become Deckard Kane. Okay. Um, uh, you got uh, me, uh, I guess. Well, a little, a little bit of a wild card is I, wa- I started a new Doctor Who, Fem Who. Fem Watched that uh, what they three. Call her? Fam who? No, that's <laughs> what I called. Hashtag femhu. You heard it first, guys. <laughs> but um, I watched the first three episodes yesterday. How were they? It was enjoyable. Um, more. I think it's more enjoyable than the last Doctor, who's like, yeah, it was a it was a good run, but like, it, you know, they're all different doctors. How's this? How's this Doctor? Yeah. So she's obviously, you know, more fun and relaxed it's funny in the first couple episodes she's not really like remembering that she's a female <laughs> so she's like still saying things like like dude or, like <laughs> you know like responding di- you know in different ways and like not realizing when people are talking to her when they like say like you know like who's she and they're like pointing at her and you're like what who are you talking about oh yeah i'm a, I'm a woman <laughs> like stuff you would do if after 2,500 years of life, you not totally voluntarily switch genders. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, you know, it's like a, it's the, um, the first couple episodes, like the new companions, they're all charming and whatnot. Um, As they there's should like be. A, there's a bit of like a, a Miss Frizzle kind of vibe because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, she's got some interesting clothes on and they're <laughs> going on adventures there's a pet gecko but would, that sounds kind of cool yeah would you I say like there's yeah would you say That's there's a, like a noticeable tone difference because i know that in addition to the new doctor they also switch showrunners yeah they're it's like um it's a bit more like um adventurous 
I like this Doctor Who described as a like live action Miss Frizzle. Yeah, and and like um, there there's just some interesting moments in the first couple episodes that aren't that, that haven't necessarily happened in the Doctor Who universe. You know, mm-hmm. they're kind of cool. Um, Instead of a magic bus, it's a TARDIS. I mean, it's still a TARDIS. The ins- the new like look of the TARDIS on the inside is actually really cool. Oh, nice. Because they always do a new set design on it. What's their sonic yeah. screwdriver? You'll have to watch. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> they don't change that radically. It's not now a half-dead cat. You still no. You you have to watch. I mean, like, yeah, like I said, not there's... saying no. You clearly think this is like a porn parody, and it's a dildo. <laughs> no, that's clearly what's going on, and you're just it's like, crazy. I watched the porn parody. I didn't even this think. Like, my mind's more blown by the fact that like the the magic school bus and Doctor Who is like a one to one ratio. Is it what it Matt, is? Matt made one comparison. Yeah, it's like every episode it. is like we're gonna go. They take random people. They take people to strange places to learn, all yeah. teaching them the ways. They're a, the the doctor is eccentric. He doesn't uh, have a he doesn't have a gecko. But this is such a stretch, man. Like, <laughs> no, it yeah. works. No, I made like a very small connection between like the characteristics between like. Oh, then we have to check it out. Frizzle and the Doctor. I didn't mean like the overall like it doesn't have a magic school bus vibe. I was just saying that the Doctor kind of has a Miss Frizzle vibe. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but nice. overall, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching it. Something to watch with Megan. Cool. Did she you watch all Peter run? Um, I. I I liked the beginning of it. Like he had but a good. Did you intro. watch it all? I didn't watch it all, but I he had like I said he had a good. She had a strong intro, I think. Did he? I I felt like the first season of Capaldi was really weak, and I've only watched half the second season. But Kill the Moon was fucking terrible. Um, I'm just like I don't really. I'm not like the biggest Doctor Who fan. I watch it. It's like, it's good enough. Um, I don't think I like have as many hang-ups as some people so like what some people might say is a bad episode i just like it's just another episode Mm. that's fair i don't like if i'm watching something i'm fucking watching it i will say like the one fun thing about doctor who is like it's like the most popular um like bbc show and it has like such wild varying special effects budgets like sometimes it looks good and sometimes there's just like some graphic it's like why did you (laughs) who signed off on that graphic like who was like okay that's good enough for the the final cut yeah the way the way you say you're fucking watching it i just imagine you sitting there with a gun pointing at the tv (laughs) like go on you better be good no, it's more like sitting there with like a notepad. Like I'm gonna remember all the characters and their interactions, and I'm gonna be like, "Whoa, hey there!" In season five, episode three, you know, <laughs> played the same <laughs> same rib twice, and it produced two distinct <laughs> notes. <laughs> um, I also watched Incredibles two. Have you not seen it before? No, I mean I just watched it. Like I said. Well, you can watch things you've already seen. 
well, I wouldn't say it's if I watch something, I wouldn't tell you I watch like yeah, I rewatch something that's boring. I want to <laughs> tell you things that are new. In a lost episode, I talked about rewatching Riddick, so and anything's on the table. Earlier today about re- and also playing yeah, well, like throwbacks like that are acceptable at times, but it's like the movie came out this year, so it's like it's not like a, I'm talking about some throwback. Like, yeah, I threw back to July and watched The Incredibles too. <laughs> right, did Fair. you like it or not? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I liked it a lot more than the first one. Oh, oh, really? Wow, yeah, that what is oh. not the take most people have that I've noticed. It it just like. I don't know. I like the ridiculousness of all the expanded, like how how they expanded the, the universe. universe of it. <laughs> yeah, it was just. I mean, the plot was highly predictable, but you know, like every most every Pixar movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing that threw me off is watching Incredibles two, like really put forward how few different characters show up in Incredibles one. Because, like, it's the same yeah, art style, that. but so many of the new characters in Incredibles 2 are so weird looking. Yeah. Well, like I said, I kind of like that ridiculousness that they kind of just were like, yeah, we're going to run with it for the sequel because they're probably not going to do another one. Um, the one thing I do years. like about <laughs> the Incredibles, like, as a series is it kind of goes hand in hand really well with, like... Venture Bros, you know, like they're they're kind of at the same echelon of like parody, but not parody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a serious parody, superhero family. Parody. I like satire almost. Yeah, like yeah. Venture like, Bros is more satire than Incredibles, but like there's an element of that there. But Incredibles is like yeah, a satire off like Fantastic Four. More than just like superhero comic tropes in general. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, Venture Bros is Johnny Quest and that whole 90s cartoon era. Yeah. But uh, in terms of gaming, just like, you know, Red Dead and, uh, you know, playing WoW. Nice. Getting that eye level up there. Yeah, working on that Honor Bound rep. Ready to roll a uh, maga work when I get a chance. Uh, uh, what race are they going to release? The is it going to be the snake people or the fox people or the turtle people? What are you talking about? What race? The are new we allied races yeah. when uh, ever eight point one drops. I mean, they haven't even released the Zandalari. I know that's why we're speculating. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. They're not going to release another race until those Zandalari trolls come out, right? Okay, so, and what race do you think that's going to be? Oh, I'm it's... not going to. Th- I can't even think. I I can't even think. I'm going to be alive. In- <laughs> so, you know, like the idea that I can think about another race for a patch that's going to be like five patches from now is just a little ludicrous. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Well, yeah, and it's <laughs> so you're when just you're so asked, invested. So... So when there's an interview and they're asked, where do you see yourself in five years? And you're like, I did. That's what I said. <laughs> they still gave me the job. Why? I was like, well, he's, well he's honest. He can't. I, I think I might kill myself. Like, oh, okay. It, it we saves know us the cost of the severance future. package. Yeah. How about well, you, Sud? Oh, sorry. Saying, go ahead, Matt. I 
to finish off, I'm looking forward to like kind of doubling down and getting it really into Red Dead. You know, like not holding back on story mode as much. Just grinding through. Yeah, because you can always go back and after you you know beat the game, there's always replayability. Yeah, I gotta like you like you stated earlier with the whole like quest log. I gotta actually look at that because there's so many little things where you're. Uh, you'll save a guy, and he'll be like, "Go check out this house over here." Yeah, it and does it won't pile be, up. It won't be marked on your map, but it will be in your quest log. So you can just get bogged down with these little side quests that aren't on your mini map. Hmm. So I definitely gotta go through you. that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so uh, well, yeah, Sud, well, what have you been up to? Oh, uh, I've been traveling like fucking crazy. Um... Yeah, Vegas, baby! Uh, I was in Vegas. Uh, I was in Ohio for a little bit. Um, but I really haven't been playing video games. I've just been playing Zelda. I I finally got all the shrines. Um, I'm tempted to go for all the Korok seeds, although that's oh, sounds God. <laughs> There's like 900 of them. Yeah. Easy. I, I really like, like, the With playing no discernible again, after playing a bunch of other games in the interim, and you know, it's kind of ridiculous. I haven't beaten the game um, for a variety of reasons because I really only play my Switch when I'm traveling. Um, but it, it's just so well like crafted. It's probably my favorite Zelda game. I am really, uh, really looking forward to uh, starting that back up once I get my Switch. Hopefully, at the end of this week. Yeah, um, it's so good to come back to because you're just like, there. It's just so intuitive. You know, like Ben, you're saying it took you 15 hours and you just stopped like pulling your gun out and shooting random civilians. Like, there's nothing <laughs> like that in Zelda, you know? Yeah, that's another thing that's really cool about Zelda is if you you pick up and play for the first time, if you put it down and pick it back up in five years, it's like you just picked it up for the first time and it's just so easy to get back into. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that to an extent. I do think this is probably the most complex. Zelda game besides Twilight Princess maybe because like the thing is that if you don't remember exactly how the the powers work it can be a little confusing because you, you do have to use the powers a fair bit to actually yeah be, yeah the magnets and stuff yeah um and, and a lot of the a lot of the things are dependent because like if you have your bow out then the deep the, the the directional buttons or whatever they do different thing. I don't mean in the sense of mechanics, I just mean in the sense of like where you're supposed to go next. Everything's laid out, you know? You're uh, not res- you're not really restricted. Yeah, I mean you're not restricted. I don't know if the game does a good job. So you can easily get lost in that game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very easy to get lost in that game. And I think it's by design. I mean there's some yeah. stuff in the game that doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't understand like when you select a side quest, it tells you where you got the side quest and not where the side quest is located. Like, that's so dumb. Like, why? Yeah. It doesn't make, like, there's no cookbook. It's very irritating. Yeah. I could kind of see the reasoning behind it. If only because, like, so many recipes make basically the same thing that it makes sense just to, like, have the player experiment with a bunch of recipes and with the knowledge that whatever they get is, like, roughly the same, if not exactly the same. Um, some players approach it differently like i know you were mentioning you told me kevin that you would just make the same thing over and over again because you couldn't remember all the different recipes yeah like i i go back to it 
sparsely enough that I can't be bothered to remember all these recipes. I'd remember two or three that produce the best items I need most often and like deal with that. Yeah. Um, I wish I kept a save where I was not wildly overpowered. Um, so I, I, I might just go through and just beat the game to say I beat it. I'm not, it. I'm not convinced that the final encounter is going to mean anything. It's only because I have two rows of health, like heart, heart containers now. I'm just not, <laughs> not dying to anything. Um, I mean, you could gimp yourself a little bit and go swap out a bunch of those heart containers for more stamina. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But but they look so pretty, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, so I, I did that. Uh, so that was while I was in Ohio. I was surgery, um, so I just started to help out. Uh, I played a little bit of WoW. Um, it, WoW is really interesting to me, and I want to talk a little bit about WoW, because we, we've mentioned it a couple times this podcast, and we probably mentioned it in the first podcast, too. But just for a little context, we've all been playing the newest expansion. Um, and that's Warlords, uh, not Warlords, Battle for Azeroth. Also, we've all been playing WoW off and on since its in- incarnation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's definitely the first game that we all sort of bonded over. Not that we didn't bond over other games, but I'd say that WoW came out at a really pivotal time in our lives, because like, we were all in high school. You high know? school, and, yeah. yeah. And, and it really meant a lot you know, to come land at people's houses there are a lot of really funny memories I have about fucking tricking people. About Literally, like, rushing to Ben's house to play WoW for 15 minutes on a lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. ki- kill five spiders in a cave and then go back to school. Yeah, yeah. The only time I think we've taken a significant break is probably uh, Wards of Draenor. Wrath of the Lich. No. Yeah, because we, we all played pretty much... Pretty consistently up until the end of uh, Wrath of the Lich King. I think Cataclysm came out and a lot of us stopped for a while. And then we came back together in Cataclysm. And then at the end of Cataclysm, we all dropped. Some of us came back at various points, kind of like solo. Uh, But this is the first time we've all got back together at the same time in order to play together since Cataclysm. I really like where the game is at. It is also not a game for me, I, I'm finding. Um, because the thing is, is that like the, the when the game is good, it's transcendent, but the mechanics behind it are just so old. Like, and it's just hard to, it's hard to compare it to anything. Because I, I played a little bit of, the new, of Final Fantasy XIV because it was like really cheap on the PSN store, so I bought it. It came with, um, you know, some free game time. So I, I played a little yeah. bit of that. And that game is just so transcendental in terms of how it controls. It's similar in terms of the amount of abilities and modifiers you have to that ability, to those abilities. But it all works in a controller. And it, like, looks really great. It's really high-end graphics. Warframe isn't an MMO, but it is a shared multiplayer experience. You know, it's kind of like an MMO. Mm-hmm. It's another game that has a ton of depth to it. I have a lot of friends who really like that game. Way that's like very intuitive, very snappy. What is it exactly? What, Sixteen years. Is it a hack and slash? Huh? Warframe. What did you say, Ben? I'm sorry. 
Is Warframe uh, like a hack and slash? It's a shooter. Oh, it's a shooter. Like some hack and slash elements, I guess, but I'd say yeah, it's mostly like a shooter. powers and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it, WoW, WoW is good. It's probably not a game for me anymore, and that just might be a, my age and, like, what I want out of a game. Um, the biggest problem I have is that the best parts of the game really require a time commitment. Because, like, I think the raid is really cool. I think the way they do mythic dungeons and, like, the keying process is really cool. But beyond that, there really isn't anything for you to do that's fun, that's, like, kind of on a solo level. Like, there really aren't enough quests post-level cap to keep you engaged for that much longer. And it's not a bad thing, because, like, for my mind, you know, we spent, like, what, $40, and then... You know, like if it's three months of like a subscription fee, like that's a pretty good return for the amount of like hours I put into the game. Um, I don't know what would have me like feel more invested in the game. It's just for me, like after playing Zelda, after playing what little I have of Red Dead, like I just want to spend more time with those games because like they're really doing something new and doing something really interesting. It's really not there in WoW. Um, it's like really sad because I do think if I were to rank my favorite games of all time, WoW's definitely in there, and I think mm. that should be true for all of us. Yeah, oh yeah. Like it's it's incredible, like what it has done. The fact that we've made actual friends, you know, uh, across the country, Etris, like Etris or like Zombie, and like and I'm friends with them on Facebook. But yeah. it's like the mag the magic is like not as strong well, as it once was. The, magic, the magic's not as strong as it was, but it, not only it's just the passage of time, but it's the fact that there are these other games out, you know, and these yeah. other games are doing way more interesting things, like gangbusters. Uh, well, yeah, and I, I think that by that. I think a lot of that is just age. And like the lack of free time, because you know when we were yeah. in high school and college, we could spend forty hours a week on WoW and still have enough time to play whatever else was out, and that's just Weekend not true Timmy's anymore. Yeah, um, I do think though that the game does kind of like I think they know that people don't necessarily might not all have the same time to play because like I've gotten myself fairly well geared. Mm-hmm. you know on a pretty i don't play like a crazy amount but like i i get stuff done i get on i do my you know em, uh, embassy world quest and i feel i feel a decent amount you get a decent rewards through doing yeah the kind of like daily stuff whereas like i remember back when they first introduced dailies it seemed like you didn't get shit it was just, you, just you had to you had to keep doing them forever and ever and ever. You got yeah. thirteen gold. You got some rep. You got yeah. You you and got it was barely any rip. rip. Yeah, it was yeah. like fifty. Oh, yeah, and it's almost. So... Go ahead, Seth. Oh no, you can go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. As it feels like, uh, you know, with the the need to appeal to casual people, they've kind of changed the design philosophy. Where it was like, if you were a casual, you could get to this gear level and that was it and if you wanted to Pretty get much, beyond yeah. that you had to raid and now it's just like everybody will get to the max tier level 
But if you're casual, it'll take you four months longer than somebody who raids really hard. Oh, yeah. So now it's I, not like you're gated off, but you'll get it faster if you want to play harder. Yeah, and um, for me, like, I do like leveling alts, and I feel like the game is very alt-friendly at the moment, whereas, like, back when, like, in the Burning Crusade and Vanilla, like, it wasn't very alt-friendly at all. Like, you maybe had one max-level character and maybe one other high-level character. But if you have two max-level characters, it was kind of, like, a, almost a big deal. Yeah. And now it's pretty easy to fill out your character roster with... You have a level 19 twink. See, that's, that's you know, like, one thing I'm actually looking forward for Classic is to do low-level PvP without um, heirloom gear. <laughs> and just do engineering and get all the broken stuff early. <laughs> I did, I do enjoy... Rocket the, boots and stuff. There's, there's something special about low-level PvP. I feel like you know, I don't know, has a special place in my heart. Because of what we did. Because of that land party we had. Yeah, but that's the key part, like, what we did. Like, I've had that experience, and it was really fun. And, you know, the it the game, I don't, you mentioned the design philosophy, Kevin, and I, it's, I've really thought about this. It's like, it's a struggle to me, because I think it's fair to say that the mythic, like, plus four and up, it's really harder than anything WoW has done before. Uh, so it's like not even a question of challenge. It's just a question of why am I doing it? And I do think like a lot of my lack of enthusiasm has boiled down to how uninteresting I find the story anymore. Like the cool mm -hmm. thing about the original WoW is like it, it was really an extension of those RTS stories, which were really well written and really well like plotted. You know, I mentioned World of Warcraft, one of the greatest games ever made. Warcraft 3 is probably the greatest RTS ever made. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. Are you going to get reforged and play with me, Sud? Fuck yeah. I'm not <laughs> Sud, but... Yeah, Matt! I didn't know you uh, were on the wagon. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to... Good. I don't think I will peep, like play it competitively, because I think a Dota, the Dota fans will just wreck me. But well, Yeah, but like we can play each yeah, other. Yeah, versus bots. <laughs> Comp stop. Yeah, exactly. No, we have to make a game called No Flying, No Magic. Flying but, uh, and Magic. Yeah, I mean... It... Uh-oh. Suds so cut out. Two hours later. Alright, well, Sud said that World of Warcraft is not for him, and so he got sucked into the infinite void. Uh, that seems like as good a place as any to call it. Uh, so thanks yeah, for joining us. His credit card. Uh, I once again, uh, I've been Kevin Yost. I'm Ben Rogers, and this is Matt Gould. And Sud, we'll see you in the Negaverse. Bye, everyone. Delicious.